Are you looking for an innovative way to work on your military or first responder marriage? The LifeGiver app with Corey Weathers is now out and available for iOS and Android devices. You'll have access to the podcast, videos, as well as marriage curriculum that you can access and interact with right inside the app. It's free, it's available, and it's easy. Download the LifeGiver app with Corey Weathers today. Welcome to the Life Giver Marriage Podcast, a place for honest conversation and hope for your military or first responder marriage. This is your host, Corey Weathers, and I'm honored to share this journey with you. Grace and mercy and forgiveness are a huge part in reaching your goal and growing as a couple. Um, giving each other the permission to make mistakes and be human. Um, Not excusing purposeful, destructive behavior, but giving grace when there's a mistake that's made that's not purposeful. Um, It it wasn't meant to be destructive to hurt you. Be graceful with each other. Have mercy for each other because you are human too, and you're going to make mistakes too. Welcome to another episode of the Life Giver Podcast. This is Corey Weathers, and we are starting a new series on tough questions. And I have been getting a lot of questions about um, difficult topics in marriage, including um, everything from infidelity to when you have a setback. And so I wanted to take this opportunity to do a series on addressing some of these tough questions. But I wanted to say a quick shout out to our sponsor this month, which is Talkspace. It's an online therapy option that allows you to work with experienced licensed therapists that are handpicked just for you for as little as 32 dollars a week. You can text your therapist, you can talk on the phone with your therapist, you can message with your therapist using their HIPAA approved app. And I have talked with them and and done all the research. This is a legit place for you to get therapy that is um, just as expensive as your copay that you would pay for TRICARE standard, if not cheaper. So $32 a month for you to speak with your therapist at your convenience, Talkspace.com. And for those that listen to the Life Giver podcast, they're giving a special deal um, for $30 dollars off your first month and you can get that at talkspace.com forward slash lms so to get 30 dollars off your first month of therapy with your hand-picked therapist go to talkspace.com forward slash lms so we are going to start off a new series on tough questions now i get a lot of questions from people that are um, really tough questions that people are, are afraid to ask um, out loud or in public Things on infidelity or what do I do if um, something's going wrong in my marriage? How do I know if I'm in an abusive relationship or not? And so I'm going to do a series on answering some of these tough questions and give you a little bit of my insight and feedback of what I would say if I was in a counseling session with someone who was bringing up some of those questions. So today we are going to address the issue of setbacks in marriage, and we're going to talk a little bit about what is a setback, how do you know if you're having a setback, um, and some strategies on how you can stay encouraged if your marriage is going through a tough time. So if you're watching this on Facebook and want to join in and and join in the conversation, feel free to talk with me a little bit and we'll kind of go back and forth. So, okay, so let's talk about um, tough questions. 
what is a setback? Now, first of all, I want to give you a little bit of feedback of where this whole idea started from. Uh, my husband, Matt, recently had shoulder surgery about two and a half weeks ago um, where he tore his rotator cuff. And, you know, it's a very common surgery. Like half of my family, for some reason, has had this surgery in this in this last year. And so he was next in line. And so um, went through the surgery. It went really well. Um, for those of you who've had that surgery, it is an extremely painful surgery. Um, and it was successful. And so um, we got through the first two weeks. Everything was healing really well um, until this past Sunday when they had repaired the tendon for his bicep and the bicep um, tendon popped and the bicep detached. Now, I'm not going to go into f- further detail because some of you don't really want to know that detail. <laughs> and it sounds and it was as painful probably as it sounds. Um, but the reason why I started thinking about this, because, you know, I think it's hard enough when our service members or our spouses who are first responders have jobs that require them to use their bodies and be in good physical shape and be healthy. And I think it's a huge um, discouragement when they're injured and when something happens and they're not able to perform or use their body the way that they normally would be able to. And so, so much um, falls on them and their health and their PT scores and just all of that in order for them to do the jobs that they do. And so I think it's easy to take for granted you know, when you have a healthy body and how important that is, I think especially for men, not to put people in a, in a, put a label on people or put people in a box or anything, but I think especially for men, having that sense of purpose and doing well in their job and feeling like they um, can competently do their job is extremely important to their identity and um, their feeling of being um, successful. And so um, I think that when something happens and something ha- and they get injured or something happens, it keeps them from being able to do that job that can be a huge setback and it can be discouraging. Well, for my husband on this past Sunday when that happened, we went to the doctor the next day and found out that he was going to have to have surgery again um, to repair that injury. And so we talked through this a lot and talked through how that felt for him to have that setback to be two weeks into progress and recovery and then for another injury to happen that felt like we were kind of going backwards or putting a huge pause button on recovery and how discouraging that was. And the more that I thought about it, the more I thought about how often we have setbacks in our life, how often we have setbacks in our marriages if we're working towards a certain topic in our marriage, certain topic or area of concern in your relationship and then setbacks happen. And and it can be really discouraging in your marriage to go through that. And so I thought it would be important for us to talk through um, what do you do if you find that you and your marriage, um, you're hitting a setback. And we're gonna talk about the different kinds of setbacks because there are all different kinds of circumstances and variables that come into play with that. And so, okay, so let's first of all talk about some things that can happen. So I, yes, I thought through this whole dynamic. I started thinking about um, what are the different types of variables that go into when a setback happens. So number one, life happens, right? Um, Things that are out of your control, um, something, Um, goes wrong, let's say a diagnosis happens, an illness happens, and something difficult happens that's out of your control, life just goes wrong by chance. And we see this a lot in the military, especially when you um, are going strong in your career and uh, maybe somebody in, in, in your family, in your immediate family member, in your immediate family gets a diagnosis 
um, that reroutes your career because now you may be an EFMP family and your career is routed based off of that diagnosis. Um, or maybe you as a spouse get a medical diagnosis and you're needing to be close to um, medical care that is specific for the kind of treatment that you need. And, and life takes a turn. It's like a trajectory shift. And um, although I wouldn't necessarily call it a setback, you know, you can have times in your recovery where life just happens and it feels like the momentum that you had, the treatment that you had, maybe you were in treatment and it was a really good treatment and then you had to relocate and you felt like you had to hit a pause button, start over, move backwards and how discouraging that is. Especially for those of you who are dealing with a medical condition, you had a provider that you really liked and was working really well with you or with your children and then you have to start over with someone else. And so that can feel like a setback. So number one, kind of setback is when you have um, some type of variable that's out of your control. Life just happens. Um, Death and loss is another type of not necessarily a setback, but it's when life happens and um, the progress that you may have been making on something Something like losing someone significant to you um, is not a setback itself, but if you're working on something in your marriage or in your own life, something that extreme can make you feel like you have to hit a pause button or go backwards and um, slow down on the progress you were making. So number one kind of setback that can happen is just life does it. Life brings something into your world that um, changes your circumstances. So another type of setback, though, that I think is even more, well, I don't, I don't want to say it's more challenging, but it's a different kind of challenge, is a setback that is caused by you or your spouse. So we're going to break that down a little bit more today and talk about what do you do if, um, if you cause a setback. Maybe it's a decision that you make, um, a poor choice that you make, or maybe it's a decision or poor choice that your spouse has made that has caused a setback. And what do you do when that happens? Because I see couples all the time who go through difficult times where life just happens and something challenging comes their way. And because it's something that was out of their control, um, even though it's something that we fear the most, you know, something horrible happening to our health or to our children or or to a family member, you know, and something that's out of our control, I see a lot of couples that not only do well through those circumstances, but find themselves thriving through those circumstances because they know it was out of their control. It was something that they were able to team up together and really tackle together and feel strong pushing through and be even stronger in their marriage on the other side because they needed each other because they were teammates going through that together. So It's these other ones where one of us causes a setback that I think is a little bit more complicated. So we're going to kind of stay in that realm a little bit more today. So um, I would I would say that for those type of setbacks, there are um, kind of medium and, and more serious or more severe types of setbacks. Um, and, and those are different um, depending on what's going on in your world. Or let's say you guys are working on a topic that you both agree needs to be adjusted or changed in your life. Let's say it's a parenting topic. Um, maybe you guys don't feel like you're on the same page of parenting. You had two different kinds of upbringings 
and you're trying to parent your child and um, you've agreed on this new parenting style and one of you resorts back to an old way of doing things, that can feel like a setback. Let's say that you guys have agreed that you're going to work on your finances and you have a new budget plan in place and you really believe together that we're going to be together working on these finances, this new budget. We have a goal in mind and you're really making strides in that. And, you know, as Dave Ramsey says, there's you know usually one spouse who's a saver usually marries a spouse who's a spender. And so let's say that one spender um, has a bad day and impulsively goes on a shopping spree. And that's a huge setback to the financial budget that you guys agreed on together that you're going to reach. That can be extremely discouraging. So there are some decisions that I think in marriage um, that can be made where one spouse uh, maybe causes a setback or maybe it's, you know, it could be both. It could be something that you, maybe you both are spenders. Maybe you both struggle with finances and and both of you are learning how to change your behaviors or changing your thinking on money and saving and all of that. And, and it's something that both of you feel like you're being shaped into um, reaching this goal together. Either way, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that there are some um, goals that you have in your marriage that both of you are working towards. And it, it does feel serious to you. It is an important issue to you, but they're not marriage threatening right? Um, Even though financial decisions and financial goals can be marriage shifting or marriage ending, even if it's a big problem, um, for the most part, some of these topics like parenting and finances are more irritating or they're just difficult to get on the same page. Um, But nevertheless, perhaps you have a goal towards getting on the same page and reaching a goal of parenting in a specific way. And one of you is having a hard time doing that. That's one type of setback. Um, Even more difficult than that are the more serious topics that involve very destructive behaviors that can, um, where setbacks really are destructive themselves. So there are some very serious behaviors that some couples really do struggle with. And I think a lot of couples struggle with this in hiding. It's not something that you shout from the rooftops that you're struggling with in your marriage. These are topics like pornography, topics like infidelity, or addictions, substance abuse addiction, um, alcoholism, workaholism. Um, some of these bigger issues that have already been destructive in your relationship. These are not the type of topics that couples are shouting from the rooftops and telling everybody. And it's one of the reasons why I get these emails a lot where I have somebody that contacts me and says, um, my spouse made a poor decision and um, and those poor decisions vary on the emails that I get. But my spouse made a poor decision and I don't know what to do next. When, when do I give up on the marriage? How hard should I work on this? Um, it's just a, a, there's a whole bunch of questions that surface when you have an incident like this. And so some of those more serious topics that are already destructive in the relationship and a couple is trying to move forward and make some progress in those areas. Areas, a setbacks can setback can be not only discouraging, but it can cause a lot of fear and doubt on whether or not the relationship can continue, whether or not the relationship is going to make it, how much effort should you put into that. And so not today, but perhaps the next podcast we're going to be talking about if things like that are going on in your relationship, how do you know when you should separate, when you should set some good boundaries? How do you know if your relationship can make it or should make it? We're going to be answering some of those questions in later podcasts. So 
Um, I I hope that gives you an idea of what a setback is. Um, Setback being any interruption in a goal that you guys are working on together as a team and something happens and you either pause on the momentum that you had that you're working towards that goal or you feel like you need to stop altogether or whether you feel like you have to go right back to the beginning and how discouraging that is. So what do we do? What do you do if you find yourself in a setback? Um, Perhaps if you are a couple that's been working on the issue of infidelity, the infidelity has stopped, the affair is over, um, but you are now working towards um, rebuilding that trust and trying to work together on how to rebuild your relationship and trust each other again. So this is this is getting more into the relationship is on a path of healing. We're not talking about the the spouse that is the offending spouse or the one that's making some poor decisions. We're not talking about them continuing in that poor decision making. We're talking about um, that spouse is has turned a corner. They're not in that outside relationship anymore. The two of you are perhaps in counseling or the two of you are working towards rebuilding your relationship. Okay, the next podcast will be more so on what do you do if your spouse is not turning that corner, if your spouse is not making those changes that need to be made and they're not stopping that poor behavior. Again, this podcast is more about um, when your spouse has... Uh, made some significant changes and you are on a path of recovery or on a path of um, bringing trust into your relationship and healing the relationship. So let's say it's an it's a couple who's dealing with infidelity or perhaps um, your spouse was involved in texting someone online, messaging someone online, talking to someone, um, that sort of thing. And that behavior is stopped and you guys are working on rebuilding that trust. So a setback happens where Um, Your spouse says something inappropriate, breaks some level of trust. Perhaps they weren't where they said they would be. Not a huge infraction, but definitely something that doesn't help the trust that you are building. Um, What do you do? So um, first of all, let's go into what do you do and hopefully how you can stay encouraged. Um, Number one, hit a pause button yourself. If you find that your marriage was working on something and something has gone wrong, Um, your spouse has made a poor choice, you have made a poor choice, or life has happened, such as you guys had to relocate um, or start over and find the support again, I want you to hit a pause button. I want you to be able to slow down for just a minute because when that happens, you get flooded. It's called emotional flooding. All of these feelings just flood in your system and you have all this doubt and this fear and are we going to make it and... How many times are we going to have to go through this over and over and over again? All of the all of that insecurity is going to rush into your system and into your mind. And it's a really good time for you to hit a pause button because if we respond impulsively out of the emotions that we're feeling in the moment, we're very likely to make a poor choice ourselves. And so the best thing that we can do is hit that pause button, develop a little bit of self-control, which is good no matter you know, what you're dealing with in your life, developing that self-control is so important and so healthy and so good. Hitting that pause button with your self-control gives you an opportunity to think through what's actually happening in your life right now. How bad is it? Is it maybe is not as bad as you think it is? Or um, it gives you the ability to calm yourself down just a little bit and maybe gain some perspective 
on your situation and then be able to make some very good, wise decisions from that point forward. Um, Like I said before, relocations are a really good example of this. Um, We need to be prepared that especially in the military lifestyle when there is uncertainty and chaos and change that happens a lot, um, those kind of life circumstances that are out of our control um, can interrupt the growth that you have. And it is a good time during those relocations or during those military life um, events that, um, that you take that chance to pause and just take a look at how you feel about the fact that you may have to start over and find the new level of support or a new counselor, um, that it's okay for you to hit a pause button and slow down your progress. Your momentum will return once you find yourself in a good, stable place before. Um, I will probably say this a million more times, but um, we've covered in this podcast about Maslow's Ladder and how when change happens, we find ourselves on the hierarchy of basic needs again, where we go back to that bottom rung and you move and you're more so taking a look at, do we have the food to eat, the shelter we need, the clothes we need? Um, you know, How are we getting settled in? You're not as much going to be achieving the goals that you had set on your budget or, um, or on some of these more sensitive areas of your relationship like you were before you moved. And so give yourself a little bit of grace during those times to um, hit a pause button and give yourself permission to hit a pause button on your recovery or on your um, plan or whatever you had in place in order to meet your goal, um, that it's okay for you to hit that pause button and slow down and get everything else in order and get things stabilized before you keep going at least as strong as you were before. Also, try not to rush your spouse at this point. Whether they made a decision um, that that um, caused the setback, um, whether it is a life circumstances that interrupted your uh, momentum, um, try not to rush your spouse into moving ahead too quickly. I think that because we as if if it's if you're a military spouse listening to this, um, I think we as military spouses typically feel out of control in our life anyways, and so when you know, more chaos comes our way, we kind of start trying to control everything that we can possibly can control. And I believe that includes controlling our spouse. And so when a setback happens, it can be very tempting for you to control your spouse and try to motivate them and try to encourage them and try to get them back on track. And if you do that too quickly, you're going to find yourself being the main motivation source for your spouse instead of them motivating themselves to be that motivation. They need to motivate them themselves in order to make the progress that they need to make. Now, I'm not meaning that if they're never taking that initiative and it's going on for a long time and they're not picking up their part of the bargain, right? That's where you learn to set healthy boundaries and that's a whole other topic on boundaries. But if you're in a setback and especially if it's in a time of uncertainty like a relocation um, or a big change in your life, you've had a, a family member that's passed away. Um, and things are slowing down the momentum of working on your budget or working on rebuilding your trust, things kind of feel like it's lagging a little bit, give yourself a little bit of grace, give your spouse a little bit of grace, and give yourself the permission to hit a pause button. Grace is so much more important at this stage than anything else that you could be working on. You would be surprised in how much you learn about your relationship and how much you learn about each other 
when you can be somebody that extends grace to your spouse and says, hey, I know there's a lot going on in your life right now. I know there's a lot going on in our life right now. And I want you to know that um, I'm not expecting you to work as hard as, as we were three months ago before we moved. Um, there's a, I'm extending you that grace and I'm extending myself that grace. Um, maybe we should sit down and talk about what's a good, healthy pace for us right now until things are stable again. Um, Also, try to avoid doing your spouse's work for them. I know I said a minute ago not to rush them, um, but it's also important during any of these stages that you aren't doing your spouse's work for them. Um, If you find yourself having a lot of energy and a lot of motivation and you want to be making some progress and you feel ready to make that progress, then um, pick up an extra book on the topic, something for you to read. No pressure on your spouse to be, you know, just as excited as you are about this topic. Um, But if you find that you have more energy than they do, pick up an extra book, be journaling on the side your part of things so that you can feel like you're making some progress. The main thing is that you aren't um, expecting your spouse to have that same level of momentum if a setback has happened. So that's number one. Give yourself the permission um, to hit a pause button if you need to when a setback happens. All right. Number two, um, check your progress. So as I was thinking about this whole topic of setbacks and how discouraging they can be and, um, and what do we do when a setback happens in our marriage, um, I, did, I did a Google search and I looked up the definition for a setback. And I actually was really surprised by the definition. Um, so many of us are accustomed to setbacks feeling like failures, especially if you are a natural achiever and you love to knock things off your to-do list. And I mean, I think we also marry our opposites on that as well sometimes too. So if you are used to getting things done and a setback happens, it can feel like a failure. Um, it can feel like a failure in your relationship, especially if you've hit setbacks over and over and over again. But when I looked at the definition, it actually um, defined it as a check in progress. And I loved this because I would be one of those people that often sees it as a failure because I would love, just like the rest of you, to meet a goal or reach a goal and have it be like super smooth, no issues, no problems, no bumps in the road. Um, But in reality, that's not going to happen. So a setback gives us the opportunity to not only hit that pause button, like we said before, but also to check our progress. So it's a great time for you to take a look at what happened that caused the setback in the first place. If it was life and something out of your control, that's pretty easy. It was life or the military said we needed to move or the military said we needed to deploy or whatever. That's an easy answer. Um, But taking a look at um, what may have caused the setback if you or your spouse caused it um, is a a totally different discussion. And if we move too quickly, we will find ourselves going down the same path of working on that area of our relationship just like we started when something went wrong. And so asking really good questions of yourself, um, having really good conversations with you and your spouse to figure out what were you thinking, what were you feeling, what was I thinking, what was I feeling when when I made that decision can give you so many rich answers about our motives, about um, what you believe about relationships and about the world and about yourself that is so important in order to continue on this path of recovery or on whatever path towards the goal that you guys have as a couple. So don't move so fast. Hit that pause button and check your progress. You may find that the direction and path that you were going down 
isn't working out for you, for you or your spouse. Or maybe it's working for you, but it's not working for your spouse. I talk with couples all the time who get into counseling and one person really bonds well with a therapist and and their spouse does not. Um, And we find that there's a lot of people who abandon counseling because they don't know how to... um, resolve if they disagree with their spouse um, on the therapist. So um, whatever that is, check your progress and see if you can't figure out, is it that we need another counselor? Is that is it that we need um, a different kind of curriculum? Do we need to pick up a better book? Um, do we need to talk more? We haven't been talking. I, I talk with a lot of couples who do not talk to each other about the issues that they're struggling with in their marriage. Now, that seems so foreign to me because Matt and I talk about everything. And we had a counselor when we first got married. We went to see a counselor because our first year or two was really rough. And we went to a clinician, and that clinician actually told us to stop talking. So that's something clinicians rarely say. Um, But we are the type of couple that really digs in deep and talks about whatever it is that we need to be talking about, whereas there's a lot of couples, a lot of you out there aren't even talking to your spouse. You're not talking to each other about the issue, and yet... You might throw out, hey, let's work on a budget, but you're not sitting down and talking about why are we spending money this way or why don't our goals align. So do a check in your progress when a setback happens because it may be that you guys aren't communicating as effectively as you could be, um, that you're not um, really, you don't have the right tools in place and you're also not talking about it together. So, okay. So number one, hit a pause button. Number two, check your progress. Um, And number three, the last one, is the importance of knowing um, how and when to move forward. Now, when I thought about um, setbacks this week and what happened with Matt and the definition of a setback, I was reminded of my first years in counseling when um, I... I was working with women out of prison in a rehab center. Um, they were out of prison and they were struggling with substance abuse, um, addicted to different different substances. And it was a wonderful time in my career. And I look back and I, I so thoroughly enjoyed my time with these women. But I taught that material over and over and over again, the 12 steps over and over again. And a huge part of our curriculum was talking about the importance of relapsing. Now, in recovery, for those of you who don't have a family member in addiction, who may not um, know what it's, what that cycle is like, um, relapse most definitely happens. Um, but we always say relapse doesn't have to be part of the process, but if it happens, it very much can be part of the process. So in other words, we don't want you to relapse. We don't want you to have a setback. We don't expect that you have to have a setback in order for you to have a strong recovery. But it's very likely for it to happen. And when it does happen, um, instead of you shaming yourself and and considering it a failure, let's take a look at it. Let's do what we did, but we, we talked about before. Let's take a look at what happened, what went wrong, what I can do better. And instead of shaming myself, which is unproductive, Shame being I'm a horrible person, I can't get this right, I'm a failure, Um, whatever those messages that we are saying to ourselves are so unproductive. Instead of doing that, let's make it more productive and take a look at what went wrong and what we can learn from it. So it's, it's important 
after we pause and feel all the feelings that we need to feel, feel the discouragement, that we don't get stuck there, that we check our progress, and then we figure out what do we need to do to move forward. There needs to be movement forward at some point, or you're going to find yourself stuck in a pit or a swamp of shame or despair or discouragement and hopelessness. And that's not where anybody should find themselves. So especially on some of these more serious issues like addiction, substance abuse, um, these these really tough issues that are very destructive, um, even infidelity if it's really bad um, or if there's a, a lot of history of infidelity in the relationship, you will um, you will find that couples have to go through some type of relapse or setbacks. And um, it's the big question is how many setbacks are too many? And so taking a look at checking your progress and asking yourself what's happening. Are we learning from each setback? Are we getting stronger? Are we gaining more control with each setback? back that happens and at the same time not excusing or setting ourselves up that setbacks are permissible all the time that I can have grace if a setback happens um, but we're not saying that we're expecting those setbacks and you have permission to purposefully make those setbacks happen so um Knowing how to move forward, again, moving forward at your own pace, if you have more momentum than your spouse does, I think is fine as long as you're not um, going so fast that you're either pressuring them or you're completely outgrowing them altogether, just like as a fanatic type of going too fast, right? It's okay if you're making some progress. I don't think that you should stunt your progress altogether, Um, but I, I do think that when a spouse inches forward, and uh, moves forward in their growth, it kind of has this effect where the other spouse is challenged to then um, start growing themselves because they don't want to be outgrown, right? Nobody nobody likes to be left behind. And so I think um, you making that progress yourself, if you have the energy and the momentum to do so, is great. Um, I wouldn't encourage you to do that as a manipulative factor just to get your spouse to start working. I think you should be working on yourself because you want to work on yourself. But a side product of that is usually that your spouse will be motivated as well. So um, last thing that I would say about moving forward is another phrase that we use in recovery is fake it till you make it. And um, for those of you who have gone through setbacks and you're really discouraged and maybe this keeps happening over and over and over again, I know that you're discouraged. I know it doesn't feel good to move forward. And, and maybe there's something in you that says you don't want to move forward at all. And so when I say move forward, it may be in the smallest way that you move forward. And the phrase fake it till you make it is a phrase that we use that doesn't mean that you're not being authentic. It doesn't mean that you are actually faking who you are. I don't I don't expect you or want you to be walking around the house and acting happy and joyful if you're not happy and joyful. What I mean is that... Um, Choose to reach out to your spouse, choose to move forward, take the next step, whatever the next step is, take the next step because it's time to take the next step. You don't have to like the next step. You don't have to be excited about the next step, but fake it till you make it. Take the next step until after a while your momentum and your energy and your attitude will come back. But sometimes it takes faking it until you make it. That momentum will come back as you take those healthy steps forward. 
So one of my favorite phrases, one of my favorite quotes um, is, is start simply, but simply start. And so those of you who might be struggling to take that next step, it could be some, it could be the smallest thing that you could possibly imagine could be a next step for you. It could be that even though you're angry at your spouse, maybe you guys got into an argument today um, and, and that's all it is today. And you're just discouraged about that. The next step could be sending an email and just saying, I love you. It could be reaching out and holding their hand. Um, even though you don't feel like it, that can be a next step, whatever it is, do something to take the next step, um, so that you can start to find that connection again and that forgiveness again. Um, grace and mercy and forgiveness are a huge part in reaching your goal and growing as a couple. Um, giving each other the permission to make mistakes and be human. Um, giving each other the grace in that. Um, not excusing purposeful, destructive behavior, but giving grace when there's a mistake that's made that's not purposeful or it's it's done on mistake or um, it, it wasn't meant to be destructive to hurt you. Be graceful with each other. Have mercy for each other because you are human too and you're going to make mistakes too. And your spouse, uh, and you need your spouse to forgive you as well um, when that happens. And so be willing to give your spouse grace because you also need it yourself. So um, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for um, participating in this next series of tough topics. I know that these might be heavier topics than usual, um, but I hope that some of you out there will listen to them anyways, um, just because you never know who you're going to run into that may need some of these tips. Even if you're not going through something tough yourself, arm yourself with the right tools and the right words to be able to use if somebody comes along and needs that from you. So thanks so much, guys. I hope you have a great week, and I'll talk to you next time. Would you like to send in a shout-out and have it included on the Life Giver podcast? Anyone, civilian or military, can thank a military spouse who has made a difference in your life, or say thank you to a service member for working hard on your marriage. Record your shout-out by using your voice memo app available on your device and email it to Corey at CoreyWeathers.com or call in and leave a voicemail shout out to 706-431-7222 and we will do our best to include it in future podcasts.